Growler Media presents A Tale as Old as Time One Beauty Is anyone here? One Beast It's forbidden! One Minute at a Time Welcome back to Beauty and the Beastly Minute, the podcast where we break down and analyze Beauty and the Beast one minute at a time. This podcast is an interesting mix of physics, science laws, and magic. He's not decapitated, but he's detorsicapitated. I got like booger, what we call boogermation. <laughs> oh, is that a real word? Well, chateau is French for cat water. I know that. <laughs> oh, weird. I don't know what you're talking about. I win. Ever since watching this child, I've always been conscious of That's it. That's our minute. I like it. I'm going with it. I love what you're doing. I told you this off air, but I'm going to say it officially. It's awesome. Just give it a try. Search for Beastly Minute to find it and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcasting app. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler. We interrupt this episode for a special announcement. We have a giveaway for you guys. I have gone out and bought four beautiful copies of The NeverEnding Story in paperback, and now you have a chance to own them. Your very own NeverEnding Story, featuring the childlike empress, Bastion the Tra- We've talked about the book so much this season. You guys know. So there are a few steps, but I promise they are easy, and you will have the opportunity to have your own copy of this book. All you need to do is step one. Be a member of Never Ending Minutes Listener Society, which is called the Ivory Tower. You'll find us on Facebook. When you are in that group along our banner, you will see linked group Never Ending Minute. Click that. takes you to our main page. On that main page, if you scroll down to about, you will see the opportunity to send message. You send Thomas and I a message with your favorite episode and why. And you will be entered to win. Four names will be randomly drawn from all those submitted. And the end date for this to get your final episodes in is November 30th. At that point, we'll draw four names from those that are submitted. And we'll come (laughs) up with some winners and we'll contact you to get some shipping information from you. So that's November 30th, 2017. Get your messages in by then. If you guys catch this episode in 2030, I'm sorry, but the books are probably already gone. (laughs) (laughs) I think they'll be claimed by then. It's a very exciting story. And now back to your abnormally scheduled program. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Never Ending Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and we can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys. <laughs> the movie, The Never Ending Story. I'm Thomas Howitt. That's cute. I'm Tierney Steele. And surprise guest today joining us is the overlord himself, Mr. Bobby <laughs> Flores from Growler Media. Hey, guys. Uh, well, I don't know about overlord, but uh, here I am. <laughs> No, you have no idea how grateful I am, not only because we get to talk to you about this minute, which is exciting, but also because, as we learned yesterday, I can no longer be trusted without a guest on our own podcast. (laughs) We tried to do the outro, and I didn't realize how used I was to doing it with Thomas and then having the guest respond, and so we started it, and all of a sudden my brain just went, how do I think this is going to work? So <laughs> I am so grateful that there is another person here today, so I will try not to embarrass myself too badly. All right. Well, today is what I'm calling Listener Appreciation Day. Mm-hmm. And speaking of appreciating people, this is our final chance to say how much we appreciate Bobby himself. (laughs) Without Bobby's help, this show would not have gotten off the ground. As soon as I showed interest in in doing this podcast, Bobby reached out to me and said, hey, I can help you with some of the particulars and, and get your stuff online. And it has been the greatest help into getting me into podcasting and getting this show on the air. So, Bobby, this one's for you. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, guys. I didn't even I, think about this literally would not exist without you because you make it <laughs> be on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like I have like a small part and I guess it's important, but I mean, compared to what y'all do with all the recording and editing and stuff, it's 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 a little part. <laughs> <laughs> well, today you get to be a bigger part. 
Yes. Um, today is Listener Appreciation Day, but it is also Minute 93, which starts with credits for our Matt Painters, Jim Danforth, Chris Evans, not that Chris Evans, Carolyn <laughs> Green, and Frank Ordaz, and it ends with a Warner Brothers shield appearing. What? So we do have a little bit more of credits, but this is your chance. You finally get to talk about the never-ending story. After an hour and a half and two minutes. Whoops. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah, I'm glad uh, I'm glad I got to sneak in here at the end. I was like, wow, I can't believe you guys are pretty much done with the movie. <laughs> it, it definitely snuck up on me. Uh, and it's it's really sad. I mean, it's been so fun. I've I've just been listening. Like you said, I've been kind of participating yeah. behind the scenes, but mostly just listening to the episodes. And it's kind of been fun because I'll go and uh for the listeners, usually how this works is you know, Thomas and Tierney make the episode and they'll send it over to me and I'll just check the levels real quick and then put it on the website and make it, you know, go out to to everybody's ears. Uh, but I usually don't listen to the whole thing before it publishes. So it shows up in my podcast feed and I get to listen to it. And so it's pretty cool to be part of making it, but then also not hear it till it's it's published to the world. <laughs> <laughs> me, on the other hand, I get to hear it like three or four times. <laughs> So, uh, let's see, um, what would you say has been the best, had you seen the movie before we came to you with this crazy idea? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's why it it caught my attention. And it was one of those movies that I'd grown up with, but it wasn't like a huge part of my childhood. It's just like, oh yeah, that weird movie we watch every once in a while with the big rock guy. So, so when Thomas, uh, got online on the movie makers group and started talking about it, I was like, oh yes, we got to do this. And uh, so I wanted to, to be part of making it happen. And a lot of the stuff that y'all talked about in the podcast touched, you know, a string in my heart of things that I, that I related to and confusions I had as a child and, <laughs> you know, the, the the sphinxes and the rock biters and the weird bat creature and <laughs> definitely a lot of good memories when I was listening to the podcast, hearing y'all talk about it. Nice. Because I was going to ask, so did any theories or characters kind of become your favorite through the podcast that like, did that change? <laughs> I think I grew a lot more of an appreciation for Bastion and Atreyu because surprisingly, before listening to the podcast, they were characters I didn't really like that much. I kind of saw them as being like whiny and Atreyu was cooler. And especially as a not white person, like as a kid, I was like, okay, there's somebody that's, you know, looks kind of like me. That's a hero figure. And so that was kind of nice. Uh, but they still weren't really my favorite characters. And as y'all have gone through the podcast and talked a lot more about them and their backstories and kind of these psychological and, you know, Bastion working through his issues type of things that I never picked up on as a kid, mm-hmm. I definitely got a lot more appreciation for the main characters <laughs> of this movie, surprisingly. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's some important stuff that they're working through. And uh, I like I like how they did that. I never... Never paid attention to it as a, you know, small child. (laughs) Here's the secret. Neither did we. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely been a podcast of revelations. Thomas, did you end up with any credits that stuck out to you this minute? Well, I'm looking at a couple right now. Just, uh, (laughs) this is horrible, but they're just interesting names. (laughs) Okay. Um, We've got Utah. Oh. (laughs) Utah Trinks. Is the assistant creature costumer, <laughs> along with Gwendolyn Hallhuber, Sebastian Bolst, and Hassan Dogen. That is a whole group of great names. I know, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, it looks like we get the last of our, you know, they're kind of wrapping up the special effects makeup credits at the start of this minute. Mm-hmm. We also have somebody named Jez. Now, I wonder if that's a female that's short for Jezebel or... Some kind of male named Jez Harris is an animatronics engineer. Hmm. I didn't catch that one. Of course, <laughs> I'm biased. The first credit that caught my eye was editorial librarian Christoph Hoff. I actually looked that one up because I was like, what is an editorial librarian? And I saw he had been in a few other things, but I couldn't figure out like what that actually meant. Oh, my God. Upon Googling, it, it will become clear. That no one knows what this title means. <laughs> I think. So here's what I, I was looking at, I mean, just the title, Editorial Librarian, but I also looked at its placement in the credits because that's something I picked up on. I listened to Spider-Man Minute, and I think mm-hmm. that's where Zach Luna talked about how credits tend to go in order 
like pre-production, production, post-production, which this hasn't exactly fit into. But because it comes near the editing, I'm wondering if, because this was the 80s, this these weren't computer files. They physically had to edit on the film. I um. wonder if he's the guy who keeps track of, like, here's where this reel is, here's what's on this reel, here's what's... And, and like, as that changes, there must have been someone whose job it was to, like, log all that information and have all that information for the editors. That is a complete guess, though. <laughs> that that would totally make sense because, I mean, you have to have hours and hours and hours of film, which is tons of reels and different clips, and you're cutting it up and moving stuff around. It's the only thing that makes sense, and he is right by the editor. So I was like, I guess that's yes, what he you got, did. You got a negative cutter, color graders, editorial librarian, video assistant. So it's got to be something like that. Yeah. That's what, that's what Makes sense for me. <laughs> oh, we're going with it. I win. <laughs> <laughs> now, do either of you know what the groom does in a movie besides get married? No, I... yeah, come on. <laughs> 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 I I realized what I was looking through this. I have one before, but we'll talk about Gabby Richter now. We didn't, we never gave him a shout out when is, uh, now is the this R-Tax the groom for our tax? Yeah, yes, yeah. This is okay. our taxes groom. And I could not find anything else on this guy unless he became an asset manager. <laughs> like, that's the only <laughs> thing that was coming up when I searched the internet. Um, now, I wonder, is he the guy who also had to paint the brown horse and make him white? Oh, no. Oh, probably. Well, he had to at least be there, I bet. <laughs> Even if he right? wasn't physically painting. As the groom, he was actually more likely to have to clean that horse up afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get all that paint off of him. Yeah. I mean, he, oh. he earned his keep. I found a little controversy. Well, okay. It's probably not actual controversy, but we have two people credited in the stunts, Bobby Porter and Mario Bear. Okay. But there are two others in IMDb uncredited, Sebastian Fisher and Jacob Rupp. So I kind of wonder what's going on there. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, if. Wolfgang Peterson listens to our podcast. <laughs> this is horrible of me, but do you remember which one it was that they flew in? That I told you they flew in oh, for... Oh, uh... I should have known you were going to ask me that if I brought up stunts. I don't. <laughs> no, no, it was Bobby Porter. I'm almost sure. Another title? Oh, except I didn't even write down the name of the person. Special Effects Buyers, which right. I know, Thomas, you're also a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Did, are you a fan of... The movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I watched it a few okay. times and I've, I've listened to podcasts talking about it, but the show definitely <laughs> had my attention more. See, I always remember, I always pick out buyers and credits because that's what Buffy tells uh, her watcher she wants to be. If she weren't slaying vampires, she wants to be a buyer. And she goes, I saw it. Uh, it seems like a cool job. You know, a buyer buying to buy and it's just like <laughs> that's not what that job is but now i can't not think of that scene every time i see it in a movie credit. <laughs> so i i had to give it a little shout out <laughs> um i did want to point out the aerial photography mm-hmm. they're pretty important for this movie with all the <laughs> uh, flying yeah. around stuff that goes on so <laughs> we've got clay whoa this guy's oh it's a it's a a business Clay oh. Lacey Aviation, and oddly <laughs> enough, Lacey is an anagram of Clay. Oh. <laughs> and Apogee Incorporated, Continental Camera Systems, and Stephen J. Wright. Wow. Yeah, the anagram caught my name, my <laughs> attention for a second. Like, whoa. <laughs> Your brain had to process it. These things <laughs> yeah. happen. We get our credit for Bavaria Studios in Munich, which we have brought up many times. That's where mm-hmm. you can go and ride Falcor currently. <laughs> yeah, I looked up the studio name and I saw a picture of some people on Falcor and I was like, what? <laughs> that's kind of weird that that's yeah. the first thing that pops up for the whole studio. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's important for now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the only people th- thing people care about anymore. <laughs> where do I go to ride Falcor? So- sorry, any other movies filmed there. <laughs> <laughs> Which it seemed like we're just a bunch of, uh, not that they probably weren't good, but a bunch of old stuff. 
A bunch of stuff I hadn't heard of anyway. So this never gets read by anybody, I don't think, ever. So I think I'm going to read it real quick. Go for it. This motion picture is protected by the copyright laws of the United States and all other countries throughout the world, and all rights are reserved. Any unusual exhibition, distribution, or copying of this film, or any part thereof, including soundtrack... It's infringement. So you broke copyright law. Copyright, and will subject the infringer to severe civil and criminal penalties. Maybe I'm not going to read this on air. No, no, because you didn't then charge people to come to your room and listen to the tape you made. Sure. That was a different movie, wasn't it? What movie was that that you wanted the songs? So you basically made your own soundtrack. Oh, that was uh, Labyrinth. Okay. The story, all names, characters, and incidents portrayed in this production are fictitious. No wink. identification. Huh? <laughs> wink. No, a wink. No identification with actual persons, places, buildings, uh, and pr- products is intended or should be inferred. Prints by Technicolor. Woo. So I had the note about the fictitious because, I mean, we're all part <laughs> of the never-ending story. We know the truth. Um <laughs> Yeah, sorry to all the real places in Vancouver we just shouted out in the last few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to have people banging at your doors. Uh, BC Place is not fictitious. What was it? Graft LTD is not fictitious. Graft LTD, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we're not even supposed to know that we're in Vancouver, but that's beside the point. (laughs) That's true. It's not like it's an important major plot point (laughs) at all. (laughs) Well, guys, that pretty much sums up our actual film. Uh, wow. We have a couple seconds tomorrow yeah. that we'll talk about, but we we have some excitement. You know, this is we we got through the legalities, and now we have to do the studio fun to make sure everyone gets their due. So definitely, we're going to talk some more about the movie overall with Bobby. But definitely tune in tomorrow. We're not done talking about these credits yet. <laughs> All right, guys, so the time has come for our listener appreciation portion of the show. I really wish I had one of those little horns that blow out the paper, like at a birthday party. (laughs) So if you guys want to join me on the Listener Society, we're going to just, I'm going to scroll through, and if you guys see stuff you want to talk about and bring out, go ahead, and I'm going to do the same. Uh, Well, I know we've talked a lot in the past few minutes about all our threads for favorite kids movies starring kids. Right. We read that one. I don't know if we ever bugged Bobby to give his. Oh, what? Our, I know you've been listening, so you've heard <laughs> us talk about these. What? While, while we're doing this, we'll give you a couple minutes to think about it, but what are your three favorite movies that star children? Hmm. So, so we'll Tricky. give you some time to think about yeah. that. Because yeah. originally we just said, oh, what were your favorite kids movies? And people were saying, you know, Star Wars, which is not, I mean, it, it is a movie very enjoyable for kids, but we were looking more for things that star children. Right. Like this, Return to Oz and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first thread I wanted to read was your turn. What would you wish for? So we got a couple comments on this. First from Kathleen Mocklin, who was a guest on the show. She said, a fabulous high tea with unicorns, the cast of Broad City, Gilda Radner, and Madeline Kahn. To which some strange person replied, to, to meet Radner and Kahn at Kathleen's tea. <laughs> and she liked my reply, so I think that means I'm invited if it ever happens. Oh, awesome. <laughs> then you also said that uh, the ability to travel safely or free anywhere in the world, and I can bring at least one friend with me on every adventure. I think that'd be a good one. Now, Jenna Colbert followed that up with, whenever I open my wallet, it has the extra amount of money I need to pay for things. And instant safe travel. I like that one. Yeah. So do you have anything for us, Bobby? I am trying to think, man. Um, (laughs) Not yet. I I keep thinking of movies that I liked as a kid. And like you said, they're not ones that star kids. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. give me give me another minute All right. <laughs> okay. do you want to talk why don't you read the ones where we asked for the last call um last call everyone yep. yep go ahead and talk about that one for us oh my gosh well so for the first one i'm gonna try not to get too teary-eyed uh kathleen mocklin who again was a guest hey 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 make sure you hit more comments is there somebody above her 
Oh, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Daniel. Uh, his last call was that when we asked for his favorite kids' movies, he forgot Newsies. Mm. And then we had a fun back and forth because I was very surprised when I thought about the movie Newsies. I was like, wait, none of my movies had a young Christian Bale in them, which <laughs> there, there were many. I remember it being a thing. Uh, and then I pointed out that Daniel and I may have enjoyed Newsies for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but then um, we had, oh, yes. And his last comment was, you wanted him. I wanted to be him. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> well, Perfect. I, I'm telling you, I, I, I said it when we were talking about Noah Hathaway. It was that brown hair and the like shag haircut. I don't know what was going on in my little like prepubescent brain where I was just like that. Those boys are good. I was a weird kid. Um, but I am very biased because, so I haven't talked about it on this show. Uh, we've mentioned that I'm expecting. Yeah. It's exciting. And after uh, a lot of medical testing that I could have done without for the entire life, um, I can tell you that I and my baby are fine, but we are both carriers of cystic fibrosis genes. Which mm. means that I was really biting my tongue to not burst out with this information when it was too early to share. Whenever Kathleen mentioned to give support to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, which does research because, again, it's not a disease that affects a lot of people. But when it does, it's devastating. And so I have become really involved in following that and what research they're doing. Guys, their website could literally not be any easier. <laughs> Go check out cff.org. cff.org will get you any of the information you need to know, and you can go from there. Give it a look. See if you want to help. We, I'm sure they appreciate any help that they can get. It is an important foundation, and it's a little-known disease that really needs more attention. And uh, our, our last one is much more on <laughs> a lighter note. Uh, our friend Christopher Dennis DeGordia said, put in a good anti-move <gasps> L word for me. Oh, and censor <laughs> it when you say move <gasps> so we don't have to hear anyone say move <gasps> So have fun with the editing, Thomas. <laughs> I will edit all of these <gasps> out, believe me. <laughs> 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 You guys get to hear Tierney gasp many, many times. Oh boy, this is that's going to be a dramatic last full minute, right? We had some fun back and forth. I appreciated that. Was it Stephen or Jonathan? Steve commented, you know, that he was listening to the week where he and Jonathan traded off. I was very grateful to them for helping us figure out that scheduling and and you know working out amongst themselves who was going to cover what. That was great to just be like. You guys tell me who's doing what. I will send emails as needed. So that that week came out really well. Yeah, what was the deal with that week? That was that was crazy. I was like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so we we had all these wonderful plans, and they kept following through one after another. And as we sit here recording minute ninety three, we were getting really close to the end of the movie and running out of days. And so we finally figured out that we weren't going to be able to get all four of us talking at the same time so they just i i kind of was like work out amongst yourselves we'll record with jonathan this time we'll record with steve this time and and it worked out and it was really fun and i it was great to give thomas the experience of recording out of order for the first time which he now <laughs> can say from experience is terrible and horrible and <laughs> you try not to do it it worked out rather well and it wasn't that difficult it was worth the fun Yes, that, that worked out well. That was so much less awkward than the few times I've recorded out of order. It's been by a whole week. So the guests will be like, oh, I'm sure you already talked about this already. And I'm like, make note to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first internet handle thing? The what? What was the first internet handle thing? I don't know where that... None of you oh, knew this. He, <laughs> he was talking about the first name he made for himself on the internet, like the email or identity. Yeah. Was that... Ah, okay, because we've, we've named the Empress. I'm checking now to see if there's any news since we last checked that. But I think Furiosa is still our last <laughs> potential name. 
<laughs> with a great gift. Shout out to Rick Ingram from the Mad Max Minute. Yeah. Um, speaking of shout outs, as we're waiting for Bobby to come up with his top three <laughs> uh, movies, I might as well shout out More Gooder Than Podcast. It can be found yeah. at mgtpodcast.com, I believe is the website. Anyway, look for More Gooder Than. It's ho- totally worth it because their last episode that they did was uh, Flights of Fancy, which covered my three favorite movies <laughs> <laughs> because I paid them to, to talk about them. <laughs> we had so much fun with those guys. That was well worth it. Actually, that's something I don't think I've done. We keep mentioning all these people. I want to give a quick shout out, scroll up to the top of my spreadsheet, to our fabulous guests. We started okay, with Crystal Beth of The Crystal Beth, and I didn't even write down all her podcasts because there were many. <laughs> uh, if you listen to Minute by Minute podcast, you'll run across her. <laughs> yep. She organized the Chicago meetup that Thomas attended. And that I was very jealous of. So, yeah, she's definitely an important part of that community. Yeah, Bobby and I actually got to meet each other there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy to meet in person. (laughs) We're not just internet voices, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) We also had as a guest Scott Corelli from Dueling Genre, another person who I'm not going to list every podcast they're involved with. (laughs) Just go... Just go look up Dueling Genre and go from there. <laughs> you know, as she's reading this, I mentioned this the other day, but as I watch this movie now, all I can think about are the guests that we had on for those minutes <laughs> and what we talked about. And it's fantastic. Aww. Our next guest was Chris Callahan, who remembered seeing the sequel to this movie, but upon rewatch was like, I don't think I ever saw this. So that was an interesting interpretation. <laughs> we also had Andrew Dorowski. For the saddest week ever. And he did such an amazing job. I couldn't have been happier with how that week turned out. And then we hit our more gooder than friends. Chris was first up. Definitely bringing some Bakersfield knowledge, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Bakersfield. We had Ryan Clary from Minute of Darkness, although... Thomas had a little trouble remembering that his name was Ryan. And we had Kathleen Mocklin. Who's also from the uh, Cosmic Geppetto genre. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Taken over. She took over Cosmic Geppetto to host a panel on Wonder Woman, which was how I ended up getting involved with that podcast for the first time. We had Donnie Carr, also from More Gooder Than. One of my childhood friends from high school. It was fantastic <laughs> getting to podcast with him. And then we were very brave. Four people on the mic at the time. We had Rick and Julia from Mad Max Minute. Always fun. Now, <laughs> I've recently caught some more episodes where they've guested, and they're continuously impressing me. Rick's dedication to looking stuff up and, and finding the minutia <laughs> is quite impressive. That's That's all I have to say. I love these guys, and you should definitely check out their podcast. They're pretty awesome. Uh, We hope you all checked out when it started airing Ralph of Cake Boss. I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name again, even though I'm staring at it written out. Just Ralph of Cake Boss. It's fine. You'll find him. That was a last minute like get for us guest wise. And I couldn't have been happier. He brought the comedy and made those made those episodes of the art of boobs quite <laughs> interesting and i was i was thoroughly enjoying yeah. them well it's so funny because i remember like not that we aren't all putting out podcasts and talking about it but i think he was the first person where i was like here's a guy who could have totally phoned it in and just been guesting on us to kind of get out word about the new se- season of cake boss coming up and he was such a great guest now, Bobby, this brings a question to mind. <laughs> We've skirted issues a little bit in this show and and played with the edges of uh, our rating. <laughs> Has this caused any, any heartache for you? <laughs> oh. um, no, no. I think there were a few times I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, there weren't really anything that I was like, okay, I might have needed to put an explicit on this episode. So we, we didn't get quite that far, which is really the only thing yeah. that worries me because if iTunes... You know, if they mm-hmm. listen to it and they're like, oh, wait, this should have been rated differently, then they tend to, uh, you know, get mad at you and shut down that podcast. Right. But yeah, some, I, I was a kind of surprised, but then I was like, well, anybody who's listening to this podcast probably grew up watching the movie and is old enough to be listening to the themes we're talking about here. 
<laughs> and I related. So, you know, it was all good. <laughs> the next week was Mike Carlucci, my co-host from Over on Return to Oz Minute. Definitely an interesting week. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting, Thomas made him come back. <laughs> Uh, Having yeah. never seen the movie before, that was a that was a first for me. So that that was interesting and, and entertaining. That was the complete fluke because when I signed up, this is like, oh yeah, I haven't seen that movie in forever, and it was only through me talking about the podcast that he was like, nothing you're saying is familiar. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw that. And then we had Gary Roby and Victoria Laguna Cope. Depending on what you listen to. I was like, which one's she gonna go with? They are from Harry Potter Minute. They also this past summer did Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, and I know they're gonna do more kind of in between Harry Potter seasons. So they're definitely a duo to keep an eye out for. We also had Brad Mendenhall, who is the host extraordinaire of the Cosmic Geppetto podcast, and he was also did Minute of Darkness, which is and possible future co-host for me when we look at Transformer Minute. Ooh. <laughs> Not the movies. We're talking about Transformer the movie, the 1980... Oh, my gosh. I'm going to forget <laughs> this, but the, the cartoon movie. So we're uh, looking at maybe going into that. Not enough dashboard confessional for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> forever. But um, you got the touch. <laughs> <laughs> then we had... Dean of LSG Media. I was trying to remember yes. the letters. I was like, oh, why did I write that down next to his name? <laughs> <laughs> Dean, like I've said before, was one of the reasons I got into podcasting along with the help from Bobby. He put out a How to Podcast episode and the stuff he said in there just made a lot of sense with me and resonated with what I what I was thinking. And he basically just said, do the thing and then you'll figure it out after that if if it's something you enjoy and something we're doing and you won't know unless you try. So that's, that was my motivation to go ahead and put my name into the hat. So yep. just do and, it. <laughs> and that was the week where I have to give a shout out. Fabulous. Jonathan Carlisle stepped in because as Thomas just said, having Dean as a guest meant a lot to him. And we had tried, we, I think we actually even all got on Skype at one point and then something fell through so it didn't work, and we were running out of movie, and finally we were like, okay, here's the day. And I was like, my mom's in town that day. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan saved me by offering to step in, and he did a fantastic job covering so that you would finally get to get Dean on that show. And it, those episodes came out. I mean, I, I make fun of them, but oh my God, they were hysterical. They came out so well. <laughs> And then we had the week of confusion <laughs> with Jonathan as a guest, along with his co-host, Steve Lasto, except that they alternated days just to keep things interesting. We It was so much fun having those guys on and, and getting to play around with it the way we did. Uh, it definitely made it fun for editing and <laughs> entertaining to get out to you guys, for sure. And this week has been a fun hodgepodge. I mean, we've got Bobby today. We had Mike come back after finally watching the movie. And we had Pam come on. Yep. So it's been an exciting week. And, you know, we, we also did an episode, Just the Two of Us, which we hadn't done since, what, June, I think? Tomorrow was a special episode that we haven't really talked about what we were going to do. You guys are just going to have to tune in and be surprised. But I <laughs> uh -oh. think you'll enjoy it. I have an inkling. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bobby, the time is up. You've had all the time to think you get. We need yes. your movies. <laughs> okay. I, I made a list of all the movies I could think of. You got me thinking with Newsies. I was like, oh, yeah, Newsies. Um, so I made a list, and then I had to narrow it down. So I'm, I'm going to go with four, my top okay. four that I could think okay. of that starred kids. We'll allow it. <laughs> so we have the Newsies because, okay. you know, obviously you got to have the Newsies. <laughs> the Goonies, which sounds uh, like Newsies. Yeah but also a really, really great one. <laughs> yep, that was ended up being one of my choices since I had to replace my Flight of the Navigator because Jonathan took it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Matilda. Because oh, awesome. oh, yeah. She's Can't such a fantastic Matilda. actress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very talented. And it kind of sad. Like I don't know if you know her story. Um, and I don't even know the actress's name, so I feel kind of bad. But she did... Matilda, and I think she might have done another movie. She didn't do very much. She was in that horrible remake of Miracle on 34th Street that I refused yes. to watch, but that's not her <laughs> fault. 
Uh, Mara Wilson, by the way, is her name. Yes, 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 yes. And then I believe, like, her mom died when she was still pretty young. Oh. And she was uh, also in Mrs. Doubtfire. Sorry. (laughs) You're ruining the story. Uh, well, if I'm not getting the story wrong, her mom died when she was pretty young. And after that, she was just like, uh, you know, it's not the same. Like, it was a thing that her and her mom Aww. did was her like being a, an actress. And uh, after that, she, you know, didn't really find any joy in it anymore. So she went on and did, you know, other cool stuff with her life. But it wasn't like a sad child actress gone wrong story. So I thought yeah. it was kind of cool that she she had done some really great stuff as an actress and then, you know, decided, hey, you know, it's not the same without my mom. And right. just decided not to do that anymore, not like drag it out. Oh, I love that. I I follow her on Twitter. She's she's a good follow. Yeah, she's uh-huh. been doing a couple of couple things recently. She did um she has a part on Bojack Horseman uh, as Jill Pill and Quail something. Hmm. I hate how IMDb on the phone like just abbreviate stuff, and you have no idea what it actually is. <laughs> but she's she's still doing a couple of things. She also did Broad City as a waitress. And a show called Billy Bob Joe. What else do you have for us, Bobby? Uh, my last official pick is the Karate Kid, which I feel like he's not really a kid, but it's the Karate Kid. So, yeah. you know, that one kind of fits. And then I had the honorable mentions of Hocus Pocus, Little <sighs> Rascals, and Three Ninjas, which I was kind of obsessed with Three Ninjas as a kid, but I'm not really <laughs> sure that one holds up over time. So. <laughs> Now, the listeners of the show, you guys have made it this far. You know how much uh, Tierney loves her um, Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> For the longest time, she could not call Night Hob Night Hob. <laughs> <laughs> he was just Billy from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> he looked like him. It's a good one. It's one of those movies where, on the one hand, it is such a time capsule. Like, it is very much a 90s movie, but at the same time, it's still completely enjoyable, mm-hmm. which is really nice because there are a lot of movies that I've given shout outs to where it's like, oh, I loved this movie. And then you watch it now and you're like, wow, that didn't hold up. Like, you know, like you were saying, these things happen. And that one is one that you can still put on in 2017 and enjoy like mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> so... I, I love that. And also, living in Boston, I have a soft spot for anything that makes me think of Salem and enjoying the fall up in New England. We didn't scroll down as far in the Listener Society talking about my favorite thing that I think went in there. If you would like to see your host, Thomas, pretending to be Felcor. What? <laughs> while his daughter <laughs> I was not pretending to be Falcor. She was just sitting on my shoulders as we uh-huh. watched the beginning of the movie, but uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely looks like she has she has uh requested like okay, now you be Falcor and I will ride through the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say there were two more shout outs I wanted to give. One is to the guys over at Dark Knight Minute who <laughs> sent me a fantastic care package. And if you look on the Listener Society, you can see it. Um, all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I won a contest of theirs where I was just supposed to get two gift cards, but it took them a little while to get it to me. So to make up for it, they sent me a whole ton of swag, including a couple t-shirts, one for my daughter, one for me, a couple, uh, fun little Funko Pops and things like that. And those guys are great over there. The show is doing fantastic. And Mm -hmm. I highly recommend you go listen to them. And my other shout out is a recent listener who is also a fellow Bakersfieldian. Uh, Drew Hallam's been listening to the show and he just let me know that he finally caught up. He started just a couple weeks ago and powered through and caught up. And I really appreciate that. And he's been really enjoying it. So he's been messaging me on the never ending minute page (laughs) to let me know what's, how it's been going and what he's been enjoying. So shout out to Drew as well. I liked our debate over bashing eating the apple core, (laughs) 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 which which Bobby waited on, which I, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm a wasteful person. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, but once you get used to it, like, you know, it makes sense. Eat the apple core. There's the little <laughs> tough spots between the seeds, too, though, as well. Yeah, those are a little unpleasant. But, I mean, it's not the end of the world, no. and you get so much more apple. But mm. if you throw it away, throw it out on the ground and litter, you have a chance of planting an apple seed. 
an apple an apple tree you also had the chance of getting a ticket and someone mowing over your apple tree seedling yeah i feel like the odds of the apple tree are very slim i, I also just say think- that's the way the world's supposed to work when you eat something and you discard it it's supposed to grow something new that's yeah. the whole cycle of nature that's why birds eat and then poop and then new trees grow <laughs> I also want to thank slash curse Pam for getting sync stuck in my head by posting a picture from a video of theirs that I hadn't thought about since, like, at most undergrad, probably high school, maybe middle school, and yet there it was, and immediately I was like, I can remember all of this video. So now Tierney's going to want to sign off with, bye, bye, bye. Uh. No, I'm good. I'm good. It's just a reminder that we do have our T Public shirts, which I have one of. Kid B has one of. (laughs) Say this one more time, Tierney. You still have a T-shirt you need to make for us. That's right. Ride or die, (laughs) baby. (laughs) That's all the way from our first guest week, and you still haven't done it. I got distracted <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you've been busy or anything jenna colbert made a post on october 26th mm-hmm. and it was regarding episode uh, minute 78 she said that the Orin is like a homing beacon it's connected to the childlike empress it only leads them to the childlike empress it couldn't have helped them find the oracle it glows when she needs it or when she when it needs her so i thought that was a great thought yeah i was very impressed by the responses to our never-ending minute poll, how much of the Fantasia universe have you experienced? It, by a landslide, it was only the first movie. Right. Uh, a handful of people had seen the first and second. Only one person said all three movies. <laughs> and then one person said the book. Now, I, I do know someone had watched the animated series because that's how we heard that there was an animated series. But uh, I guess they didn't vote. But yeah, and apparently there was a live action show. No one ever voted for that. So uh, and and no one had seen all of it. So if we keep going on our like special episodes for the sequels, maybe we'll be the first ones. <laughs> Jason Miller posted up a video for us of Family Guy, and it's a quick flash to Peter laying on a mat underneath a book, eating an apple, mm-hmm. and reading with his uh, candles with on the his wrong candles. Side of the book. <laughs> and then it cuts to Peter riding Falcor, and he does the fist pump, Tierney's favorite fist pump, <laughs> only to be followed by Falcor saying, Peter, you're too heavy. <laughs> no, really, we're going down. <laughs> Yeah. And he does another yeah, and then they plow into the ground and get buried underground. And all you have left is Peter's fist in the air as he says, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, Jason. That was hilarious. Well, family guy. So inappropriate, but so spot on. Yeah. Yeah. And in that same thread, uh, Jenna Colbert posted and said, "Thanks thanks for analyzing this movie. I appreciate it on another level now, especially the woof. Listen, anything I can do to help. Well, I want to give a shout out to all the people that found the podcast by doing really weird Google searches. So, <laughs> since I run the website, um, I have this little, you know, part of my my stats uh, that it shows me where it's like Google searches people have used to find your website. And uh, I don't know what you're trying to search for. It's just like a tray you dragon and, you know, some of them make sense like that. And some of them are just are just weird. So if you found the <laughs> podcast by Googling something weird that has to do with never ending minute. Shout out to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the entertainment. (laughs) I'm looking for our reader's name. I don't think he's recovered his copy of the never-ending story yet, but hopefully he'll post pictures when he does. Who's this? Uh, One of the first people, which is why it's taking so long to scroll. Um, uh, Well, while you're doing that, I'll I'll shout out Dylan Fisher, who... On October 17th, made it to the halfway point the other day. Finally feel like I'm catching up. That's who, that's who asked about recovering books. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, there you go. And he posted a picture actually of his old, um, version that he had 
Oh, that's he, right. That's yeah. right. So that that generate that was probably the most pressure I have actually felt as a podcaster when he asked my opinion on recovering that. I was like, <laughs> there are so many factors. There are so many factors that go into that. What if I give him bad advice and then he ruins the book and it's all my fault? So <laughs> <laughs> that's why my response is so couched in like if you are sure that this is what you want to do, then this looks good. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some great listeners, and they've been doing some funny stuff on the page as well. <laughs> I think you know this guy, Bobby. Let me know if you do. His name is Johnny. <laughs> Johnny on floor said, yay, y'all are back. This was after our hiatus. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mark J. Hansen replied with, it's like the nothing never was. <laughs> 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 and then Johnny just replied with LOLOL. Uh, uh, good times. Yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been around for uh, like 30 something years. Well, yeah. Longer than I have anyway. <laughs> hey, we'll take family listeners. We'll take listeners any way we can get them. <laughs> well, and we should probably give a shout out to him because he's the one that got me into all this movies by minute stuff. Ooh, so, yeah. so I was listening to podcasts and he was like, hey, have you listened to this Star Wars minute podcast? So I started listening to Star Wars and then, you know, went to Indiana Jones and then there were like 20 of them in my podcatcher and <laughs> they started Aww. my own beating the beastly minute. And that's why you guys are here. So we're well, not, I mean, I'm sure it would have happened anyway, but thanks, Johnny. Yep. <laughs> now see, you guys are so much better than I am because someone told me about Star Wars minute and my first response was, that sounds so stupid. That's what and I said it first. It took me like a full <laughs> season before I actually started listening. I, I, I'm like way deep into the ivory tower right now. I just wanted to thank Jonathan for posting the uh, picture by Scotty Young of Gamork and Atreyu confronting each other. I yeah, love Scotty awesome. Young's artwork. Uh, another shout out to Johnny. <laughs> Because it's kind of funny. He had just listened to episode 58 and he ne he said, I've never wanted to read a book so bad just so I can go through the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> that was when Tierney uh, finally let us know that the book, every chapter started with a new letter of the alphabet. So, And he asked us if we had ever seen the movie Ghost Rider. And he wondered if that was where Never Any Story got the got their idea from this is kind of fun <laughs> i mean i've read all these as they this happen this is gonna be awful to edit but it is fun to <laughs> go through all these things oh i never watched the buddha and the beggar that jenna colbert posted video uses clips from the never ending story seven minutes that's why i didn't watch it when she first posted it Whoops. there's <laughs> also another one of the young pictures with uh morla mm. and uh atreo says we don't care <laughs> Jonathan Carlisle said in minute 61, I love rough edged, rough ended pages on books. And I have mm -hmm. to agree. My uh, wow. book that I got from them, The Princess Bride, has the rough pages and it's wonderful. Mm, I still want to buy that book. Mm. <laughs> I'm always so waffling on whether or not I like that. Yeah. I think it depends on the book. <laughs> hmm. We have Dylan's post about the never ending story cartoon that he put up and. Uh, yeah. That was great. Showed us a lot of pictures from what was in there. Which I was so grateful to because trying to find, like, if you remember when I was trying to find a specific character from the animated version, for some reason, the searches, like, you get terrible results. Right. It's really hard to find a specific character or scene or something from that. So I was really grateful to him for putting those up there because it gave me something to go off of. Here's an important poll that ran. I, you didn't mention this while I was looking through other things, I hope. Who is your favorite character in the NeverEnding Story? No, we well, didn't. Everybody knows who mine is. It's no surprise. I love the <laughs> Rockbiter. He's my favorite. Um, I love him even more now thinking about the hard time that he had and the depression he was going through um, when he was ready to just give up on everything. So mm. that hasn't changed. Bobby, who's your favorite character? I think it'd have to be a toss-up between Rockbiter and Atreyu. Okay. Any reasons? or They're just the most memorable, and by that I mean they're the ones that I remember the most um, <laughs> from when I was a kid. Um, so I hadn't actually seen the movie before you guys started doing it in probably like 15 years or something. But yeah, they just were the ones that really stuck out to me, and uh, Rockbiter's awesome. He eats rocks and <laughs> makes them look like there's something you'd actually want to eat, uh, which is kind of hard to do. And then uh, 
Atreyu, like I said, is someone that I kind of related to a little more than than most of the other characters in the movie. Cool. And Tierney, yeah. do you have a favorite? Uh, it changes day to day, honestly. I think I'm going to give it overall to Felcor, just because he's so iconic and just always so... He's optimistic, but not in like a super peppy way. He's just like, nope, we're not going to get down. You tried. We're going to do this. Like, it, I, I do really appreciate that. But I also love like Urgul and Engiwuk. Right. I think they're my favorite of the like, quote unquote, bit characters. <laughs> All right. So the, the page spoke and here are the results. Uh, Falcor won with four votes. That was from Kathleen, Jonathan. Pam and Dylan. And then the Gamork came in a tie for second with Rockbiter. Wow. And Gamork had two votes with Donnie Carr and Rick Ingram. And Rockbiter had me, of course, and Jeffrey Harden, who's also known as Jarf over at the <laughs> Cosmic Geppetto podcast. And then we have one other vote, and that was by Doug Barbeau who voted for the Childlike Empress. I'm glad you got a vote. (laughs) Since she was so (laughs) beloved by so many of our guests. (laughs) Definitely. I realized, so I forgot to give a shout out by name to, and I'll use her library name since it's related, Miss Sarah of the Children's Library of Milton Public Library in Massachusetts was kind enough to let me check out her first edition in English of The NeverEnding Story. That wow. her mom bought for her, and she remembers being like, "This sound like hearing the premise and be like, this sounds amazing. I must read this book." And she loved it. It has, you know, the internet, the spellbinding international bestseller on the cover. Uh, so this was the original English translation. So it wasn't the first edition, but mm. it was really cool. And so she not only spent a whole evening like nerding out with me over the podcast and the idea and talking about it, but also talking about the book and when it first came out. And she was the first person I think I'd ever talked to who read the book before seeing the movie. Wow. So it was a really interesting perspective. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Sarah. We appreciate it. <laughs> she- <laughs> All right. My last shout out, because we are running way long on this minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my last shout out, and he deserves it so much, Daniel. Daniel T. Hoisington MacArthur. <laughs> He's been so wonderful. Like, I wasn't sure at first if the the page and the listener society were panning out, but he was there to support me every single day when I posted something by liking it right away, both the minute and the page, and, and really gave – I felt like I couldn't let him down, like, by missing days. Like, nope, I got to get this up there so Daniel can see it. So, Daniel, thanks a lot. You You definitely kept me motivated, and I appreciate you, man. All right, do you guys have anything else? Uh, I don't think so. But this is never-ending podcast, so we have to keep going, right? <laughs> I know none of us want it then, for sure. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we do have a great surprise for you tomorrow, but that's, that's another, another story. story that shall be told another time. The never-ending story. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.